boy taco aka seth aka whatever you want to call me we are back again after week eight it is week nine now i'm hyped it's another rainy ass tuesday but i'm still hyped you know um we out here today it was a wild week of football to be honest with you it was not what we were expecting but it ended up working out in some places um we didn't do too well on the spread um, but the over-under this week was kind of wild. We went 11 for 15 on over-under, which uh, kind of put a boost in that. Usually the over-unders were a little bit lower. I wasn't doing, like, crazy, crazy good on that. Um, the spread took a little bit of a dip, but they kind of been bouncing back and forth, I guess. But, yeah, man, it was a crazy week coming from Thursday all the way up to Monday, uh, up to Halloween. I hope everybody had a good Halloween. If you got kids, I hope they had a good Halloween as well. Um... But yeah, let's get into it. Week 8, Thursday Night Football. We had the Baltimore Ravens versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucs were at a plus 105. Ravens were at a minus 125. Um, this game ended up being 27-22. to Brady threw for like 325. Um, but as expected and as we chose, the Baltimore Ravens didn't end up winning 27-22. to um, Unfortunately, we had the under of 45. It ended up being 49. So that was a little bit tough. Uh, we did hit the spread on Ravens minus one and a half. And then for props, we had Andrews or an Edwards touchdown. And then uh, we didn't get those. But for the Buccaneers, we had a Fournette or an Evans touchdown. And good old Fournette came through and popped up for the props. So we went two for f- two. Actually, no, three for four on that one. Not bad. Three for four on the first Thursday night game. Uh, and then we go on to the first Sunday game, which was Denver versus the Jags. Um, we picked the Jags at a minus 145. And the over-under for that one was 39. Ended up hitting 39 on the dot. We picked the under, so just kind of broke even there. And what was the score for that one? 21-17. to 17. Yeah, that ended up being a close one. Uh, that was the 9 a.m. game, I believe, in London. So, honestly, those, those morning games, man, anything can happen. It's a toss-up. So, I think that's why the odds usually for those games are so, like, just kind of more even. Because you never know what's going to happen. It's early in the morning. It's. I mean, it might not be early in the morning for them, but they're not used to that. They still might not be used to the time. Like, they're just going across. So, honestly, those morning games is always a toss-up. We picked the Jags. We didn't hit the matchup. Um, we had them minus three. We didn't hit the spread. But uh, for props, we had a Judy or a McManus field goals over. Judy did have a touchdown. Uh, and then for the Jags, we had a Kirk or an NTN touchdown, and NTN scored. So we hit on the props, and uh, we went even on the over-under. So that was just a rough morning game. Um, next, we had the Carolina Panthers versus the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, the Falcons were at a minus 225. Panthers were at a plus 185. We picked the Falcons here. They ended up winning 37-34 uh, in OT. This game was wild. Like, it was wild. I wasn't expecting it at all. Um, the kicker from the Panthers, man, he ain't even going on the bus back home. He, they, they probably didn't even let him get on the team plane. I'm not going to lie. 
because he missed two field goals. One, well, he missed an extra point, and then he missed a field goal. He missed an extra point to win the game at the end, and then they went into OT. He had a chance to win the game in OT, and he misses the field goal again. Crazy, man. But there was a penalty prior. Oh, well, so DJ Moore catches a touchdown, and he gets a penalty for, like, unsportsmanlike conduct, right? So then they push him back on the extra point, and then he misses it. And then they go for a field goal in OT, and he misses again. So, like, the first one time around, you kind of get a little bit of a, a pass because DJ Moore kind of screwed you a little bit. But, bro, you were supposed to get your lick back in OT. What are you doing? But, I mean, we wanted the Falcons there, so we did pick the Falcons minus 225. Uh, we had the over of 42 and ended up being 71. Um, we did pick the Panthers plus 4.5, and a half. A good thing we didn't because it ended up being a three-point game. Uh, which was nice. So, and we hit on a more touchdown for that potential game winner, and we had a Pitts touchdown as well. So this went four for four. Um, so if you were listening to me on this Falcons Panthers game, you went crazy because um, we went matchup spread over under and all the basically every prop hit. So hopefully you guys jumped on that one. Next game was the Las Vegas Raiders versus the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, I had a feeling about this one. I don't know. I was kind of more iffy about it when I was first talking about it last week, but the closer we got to Sunday, it was more likely that I just kind of wanted to pick the Saints. But we did pick the Raiders, minus 130. Saints were at a plus 110. This game ended up being a score of 24-0. Yeah. Not a single point was put on the board. So uh, you can already tell props Raiders-wise didn't work out. So matchup-wise, we did get the Raiders. We didn't hit on that. Uh, we had the over of 49.5. It ended up being 24-0, so no dice there. We did pick the Saints plus two, so we did have a good feeling about that. Should have just probably picked the Saints all the way, but, you know, had to kind of 50-50 it there. And then we had an Olave or a Kamara touchdown, and Kamara had a crazy touchdown, like a one-hand catch touchdown, and they just couldn't bring him down. He's a dog. Next game we got is the Chicago Bears versus the Dallas Cowboys. So the Bears were at a plus 345, and the Cowboys were at a minus 455. And like I said, I thought that the Cowboys were going to win this game. It wasn't a thought that the, the Bears were like going to win or like had a chance realistically, but I just thought that the odds were a little bit off. And I think I was right with the score. 49-29, like, yeah, they pulled away at the end. But, like, Chicago was kind of keeping it up there. Like, they were keeping themselves in the game for a little bit. Um, so, honestly, the Bears just picked up Chase Claypool. I'm going to talk about a few other trades and um, what we have in tune for uh, Week 9. So, I'll get into that after. But, yeah, the Bears just acquired Chase Claypool. Um, but, obviously, that isn't until next week. So, they lost to the Cow- <coughs> Excuse me. They lost to the Cowboys. <coughs> oh, my God. Voice just disappeared. Uh, they lost to the Cowboys. It's third time around. Um, we had the over under of 42 and a half. We picked the over. Ended up being 78. So we hit on the matchup. We hit on the over under. We did pick the Bears plus nine and a half just because we thought they would keep it a little bit more interesting. Did not hit on that. Um, we did have a Fields rushing touchdown or a Santos field goal over. Fields did go for a rush touchdown. And then we had a Zeke or a uh, CeeDee Lamb touchdown. And CeeDee Lamb did score a touchdown. So we went two for four on that one. Um, which was pretty good. Or three for four, sorry. Three for four on that because we hit the spread. 
Oh my god, we did not hit the spread. We hit the over-under, we hit the matchup, and we hit the prop. <laughs> Sorry, this is a little jumbled up, so I'm just trying to keep all of it uh, all good to go. And then the next game we had was the Miami Dolphins versus the Detroit Lions. The Lions were at a plus 143, Dolphins were at a minus 170. Uh, the over-under for this one was 51.5, and, a half, and uh, we picked the under and ended up being 58 as a total. Um, we had the Lions plus three here, so we didn't hit on, uh, the spread, but we did hit on the matchup, because we did go, like, 50-50 here. Um, we had a Bagley field goal over, or a Hawkinson TD, those didn't happen, and then we had a Hill or a Moser TD, and that didn't happen either. Um, that was a weird game, they were kind of just finding different people. I should have picked DeAndre Swift to score a touchdown, I had a feeling, um, I think I said to people, too, if they wanted to toss him into that one, it's not a bad idea, so, um... Definitely, if you threw that in, good job. Next one we have is the Arizona Cardinals versus the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings are at a minus 195. Cardinals are at a plus 162. Uh, The over-under for this one was 49. We picked the over, ended up being 60. And then for the spread, we had the Cardinals plus 3.5. That did not hit, but we did hit on the matchup and the over-under. The props for this one were Dorch or a Hopkins TD. Hopkins caught the illest one-hand catch of the week. Like, if that's not potentially catch of the year i don't know what is um but yeah hawkins went crazy uh and then we had a cook or a jefferson touchdown and dalvin cook did have a touchdown so that was good uh so we went two uh three for four on that one i keep thinking if i don't hit one then i went two for four for some reason three for four on that one and then the next game we had was the new england patriots versus the new york jets jets were at a plus 110 pats were at a minus 130 Oh, yeah, yeah, this was a tough game to watch. The over-under for that one was 40-and-a-half. We picked the over and ended up being 39, so that ended up happening. But um, I thought this was going to be a little bit more interesting offensively, but it was really just a battle of defenses. And it really came down to who was just going to kind of, like, get the lead and hold on to it at that point. So we did pick the Pats to win at the plus 130. That was good. We did not hit the over-under. We missed it by two. Uh, we picked the Jets plus one and a half. That didn't hit. And then we had a Stevenson or a Parker touchdown. I think it was Myers who ended up scoring, so that didn't happen. And then we had a Carter touchdown or a Garrett Wilson touchdown. And they both went semi-crazy, but no touchdowns. So we went one for four on that one. At least we picked the Pats, and it is the home team, so I'm happy. Got a decent game coming up against the Colts. Hopefully we can get a win there. And then you get the bye, and then we come back and play the Jets again. you got to get a win. We have to get a division win again. And that's, it's tough because it wouldn't realistically be this way if it wasn't for that loss on Monday night. So, like, it, it's really going to be a dogfight to get, uh, get back into a rhythm and even maybe take a shot at playoffs. I don't know if that happens with this team. I'm opt- I'm trying to be optimistic, but I'm also not going to be biased in these podcasts and tell you that, like, some false hope. But there is a chance, but it's just, it's very slim. So... Let's go on to the Pittsburgh versus Philadelphia Eagles game. So the Steelers were at a plus 360. Eagles were at a minus 480. All right, guys. (laughs) The Eagles are no joke. Like, no joke. 7-0. 7-0, man. That's that's what that is. That's no joke. And don't get me wrong. I said this earlier in the pod, like an earlier podcast episode, that if you look at this Eagles schedule down the road, it's it's a walk. Like, they have a potential chance to easily go undefeated. Easily. 
Like, they have some games here and there where it doesn't look like... Like, honestly, let me just look at this right now. I can I can take a check at this re- really quick. So the rest of the season, let's, let's take a peek at who the Eagles have to play. So they're going to play Houston on Thursday night, which is this week, right? Thursday night football against Houston should be a win, right? You're thinking there's a dub there. Washington on Monday, the week after, they get a whole week off. They're going to play Washington. Washington's been beating random teams, but it's not going to be the Eagles. So you see another another dub there. So that's what, 9-0 at this point? And then we're going to go towards Indianapolis, which who's Matt Ryan's not throwing the ball there right now. The defense has been playing really good in Philadelphia, so they should realistically shut that down as well. And then week 12 is kind of where it starts to get a little bit interesting. So now you get Green Bay and Tennessee. See, these are the two games that I kind of was talking about down the road because early in the season it was more Arizona and Jacksonville because Jacksonville and Arizona were kind of just like giving teams a run for their money. They got through those, right? So now it's Green Bay and Tennessee. You look at the, the schedule after that. You got New York, Chicago, Dallas, New Orleans, New York. If if they can beat Green Bay, in my opinion, if they beat Green Bay, Tennessee, New York, and Dallas, New York at, at New York, it's over. They'll go undefeated, and I know that's like that's a lot to say. That's a lot of teams. So Green Bay, Tennessee, New York at New York, and Dallas. That last game, Week 18 in New York. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think that was the thing. Even if they, I mean, realistically, even if they were 17 or whatever, 16-0 at that point, or 17-0, you don't really, if they lose that game, who cares? Who cares? Like, I know you obviously want to go undefeated, but, like, even at that point, who cares? You have beaten every team that you need to beat. Like, this team right here, I don't know if I'm just going on a little bit of a tear with the Eagles right now, but this team is kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. Uh, I just got a notification on my phone that Calvin Ridley is being sent from the Falcons to the Jaguars. That's kind of nuts. That is nuts. I'm going to check news after after we're done with this too, and I'll keep you guys updated because I have other ones I haven't even said yet um, that you guys probably already know about. But I'm kind of doing this more alive. This is all happening today, so it's, it's wild. I love doing this. Um, but, yeah, man, the Eagles, oh, my God. As much as it sucks because they beat us that year, and like I can't really, can't really say that like I want them to, <laughs> but it's honestly hard to say that they won't. That team is built to go to the Super Bowl right now. Like, yeah, they could falter, and it could just be one of those games in the playoffs where it just falls apart. But I don't know. They have a really good chance. And like, don't get me wrong, winning the Super Bowl is a whole other ball game. Because if we're looking at the Bills, whoosh, I don't even want to get into that. That's craziness. So. Those are, that's what it's looking like. Bills, Eagles, Super Bowl, easily right now, unless one of them messes up. Which, like, last year it was supposed to be supposed to be Rams and Chiefs or Rams and Bills, and it ended up being Rams and Bengals. <laughs> so, like, you never know. Obviously, stuff happens, and teams end up pulling, and, pulling stuff out in the playoffs that you don't expect. But, yeah, man, schedule-wise, crazy. So, they beat the Steelers. We picked them at the minus 480. Let's get through this one now. Uh, we picked the under 43. It ended up being 48. Uh, so we didn't hit on that one. Uh, we had the Eagles minus 11. We did hit on the, that spread. 
And then we had a Najee Harris or a frame move touchdown. Didn't happen. And then we had a Hurts rushing touchdown or a Sanders touchdown. And Sanders did score. All right. Next game we have is the Tennessee Titans versus the Houston Texans. Titans are at a minus 130. Texans are at a plus 110. Uh, The Tennessee Titans ended up winning that game. Um, Let me just go back to the schedule now that I had to go through that uh, (laughs) Eagles rabbit hole. Uh, They ended up beating Houston 17-10. Um, that's the thing about this Tennessee team that's kind of weird is that they haven't been as high scoring as they used to be. And I don't know if that's because they don't have A.J. Brown or if they just don't really know what to do. Uh, it could be a mixture of both, but I don't know. But we picked Tennessee. We picked the under of 40 and a half. ended up being 27. Uh, we had Tennessee minus two. We hit that. And then we had a Henry or a Woods touchdown. Henry had a touchdown. And then we had a Cooks or a Burkhead touchdown, and that didn't happen. So we went... We went like four for four, but I'd say like three for four just because we didn't hit on the other uh, prop. Um, but yeah, if you had the Henry one, you did hit that. So, And then we had the Washington Commanders versus the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, that was a rough game. We picked the Colts at the plus 155 or minus, sorry, minus 155. Uh, we picked the under of uh, 40 and it ended up being 33, so we hit on that. We did pick the Commanders plus three. So that was good. And then we had um, a McLaurin or a Robinson touchdown. That didn't happen. And then a Taylor or an Allie Cox touchdown. And that didn't happen either. Um, so we went two for four on that one. We hit on the spread and over-under, but we missed on the matchup and the prop. Uh, next game we had was the San Francisco 49ers versus the LA Rams. Rams were a plus 105. 49ers were a minus 125. Um, the over-under for this one was 43. And we picked the over. Ended up being 45. And then we picked the Rams plus one and a half. Uh, we did not hit that one. I think the Niners won 31, yeah, 31 to 14. Uh, they really started clicking, honestly. I feel like that was the game that they really needed to get it going. And um, we picked Debo or a Kittle touchdown for that one. And uh, we had a Kittle touchdown. And then for the Rams, we had a Cup or a Henderson touchdown. Cup had a touchdown. Did something to his ankle. They want him to play. Like, right off the bat, I don't know about that. I feel like that's a bad idea, but, I mean, eh, whatever. I'm not a, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to say either way. Uh, but that's just my opinion on that. I don't think he should be playing on that ankle. But, um, yeah, we did pick the Rams there, so we did not hit that. We did hit the over-under. Uh, we didn't hit the spread, but then we hit on both props. So we went two for four on that one. I like that. Uh, and then we had the Seattle Seahawks versus the New York Giants. Giants were at a plus 130. Seahawks were at a minus 155. Um, over-under for this one was 45. Ended up being a score of 40. Uh, we picked the Seahawks for the matchup. They ended up winning. Uh, they won 27-13. to 13. They actually kind of put a beat down on the Giants, which I didn't expect. Uh, we did pick them minus 3. And then for the props, we had a Barkley or a good uh, – Barkley or a – Tony touchdown, but then Tony ended up getting traded to the Chiefs midweek. So the Barkley one hit, and then we had a Goodwin or a Lockett touchdown, and Lockett caught one. So we went four for four on that one because, honestly, obviously, uh, Tony ended up getting traded to the Chiefs, so that cancels out, and then we had Barkley to save the day. So that was pretty good. Next game was the Green Bay Packers versus the Buffalo Bills. Bills were at a minus 600. Packers were at a plus 430. Uh, The over-under for this one was 47.5, and and we picked the under. It ended up being 34. Uh, They won 27-17, which was a lot closer than I expected. Um, 
because we picked minus 11 and a half. We did not hit that. Uh, for the Packers, we picked Lazard or Jones touchdown. That didn't happen. And then for the Bills, we picked Diggs or a Singletary touchdown, and Diggs caught a touchdown. And then we had last night's game on Halloween where Miles Garrett was walking around like the Grim Reaper with all the people that he sacked on his cloak, which was terrifying. Anyways, <laughs> he, uh, Cincinnati Bengals versus the Cleveland Browns. Bengals were at a minus 178. Browns were at a plus 150. Uh, over-under for this one was 47. We picked the under. Ended up being 45. Um, then the spread, we picked the Bengals minus 3. And we had the Bengals at the minus 178. Uh, that didn't end up working out. Uh, Chase, uh, Jamar Chase, ended up being listed as out like a day before Sunday, uh, Monday. So I was like, oh, okay, I didn't even know that. So that one ended up canceling out because he didn't play. And then we had the Mixon touchdown for a prop that didn't hit. But then for the Browns, we had a Chubb or a Cooper touchdown, and they both scored. So I guess if you put something Browns-wise, you did get there. Um, so we went, I'd say one for four. But, like, if you did bet on the uh, Browns ones, then, yeah, two for four because both of those hit. So, yeah, let's just say two for four on that one. So week eight, we had matchup-wise, we went 67%. Spread, we did pretty poor. We dropped down to 46, which I'm not too happy about, but can't can't win every week. Over-under, though, 73%. Really high for the over-under. And then for props, we, would, we had uh, 53%, which was pretty good. All right. Let's get down to week nine. Week nine. It's almost week ten, and then there's eight weeks left. What? Seven weeks left until the end of the season? This is crazy. I feel like we just started. <laughs> but, hey, we still got a lot of football. That's all I got to say. We still got a lot of football to watch. All right, let's get into it. Week 9, Thursday night football. We got the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Houston Texans. Uh, we got the Eagles minus 800. We got the Texans plus 550. Over-under for this one is 44. And they got the Eagles minus 13. All right, so as you all heard in my soliloquy before, I'm just take a quick drink. That's good. As I said before, um, we'll go down that rabbit hole again. But uh, I think you know by what I was saying before, I'm going to pick the Eagles to win this game uh, at the minus 800. It is a crazy odd. So here's my thing. I do say all of this, and I do not, like, I'm standing my ground on it. Like, I'm not going to, like, go back on it. But I want to. I do want to say something so that people kind of, like, can understand what I'm what I'm getting at here. So like yeah, I say all of these things, but like you see an odd of minus eight hundred. It's kind of almost in my opinion, depending on what it is, it's almost not smart to put nothing on like I'm not saying put the house on the Texans or anything. Like that's ridiculous. But the point is, is like a minus 13 spread and a plus 550. You put like something down small on that and you save yourself from all turmoil for the rest of the day. Because realistically, anything goes wrong for that Thursday night game. So say you plug in this Thursday night game into one of your parlays, right? Anything goes wrong with that Thursday night game. You have that backup, right? So that it's just like, all right, whatever. It didn't go through for those. 
But at least I got scratch now to put something in for the rest of Sunday because I didn't just put all my eggs in one basket. Because, yeah, should this just be a walk in the park for the Eagles? Of course. But could something go wrong because it's football? Of course. And it's Thursday night on Prime Video. When have we ever seen a realistically good game on Thursday night? I'll wait. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to pick the Eagles here. But, obviously, like, if we're going to talk about it, I'm not going to say no to putting something on the Texans. Like, it's a plus 550. If it was anywhere closer, then it would be kind of more of a 100% thing. Or maybe not because, like, it doesn't really get you much back. But plus 550? You put $3 down on it, and you're chilling. Like, even if you put, like, 20 on the Eagles, and then you put, like, 3 on the on the Texans. Like, okay. So even if you, like, lose that 3, it's like, alright, whatever. At least you knew that you were playing it safe, and, like, you're not sitting there sweating it. Because the second that Houston takes the lead, or if they end up having a lead, those odds are going to sink. And you're not going to get any kind of, like, any kind of tuck from it. So, I'm just trying to keep it keep it real with you guys just want everybody to be on the same page and know what what i'm saying because it's hard to be like every week to say pick this one pick that one and not tell you that if you pick the other one with like a crazy audio that's like oh that's a bad it's not a bad idea it's a good idea um so yeah i'll pick the eagles here i'm gonna go with the over 44 i'm gonna take uh plus 13 to the texans um and then for the props, I'll go Sanders or Devontae Smith touchdown. I'll even add a A.J. Brown touchdown after that week he had last week. And then for the Texans, I'm either going to say uh, Burkhead or Howard touchdown because I want to say Brandon Cooks, but I don't know how long his uh, his time with the Texans is going to stay because I'm hearing that a lot of people are shot. They're looking to shop him. So if he ends up staying, then, yeah, you can toss him in there. But if not, just kind of keep him off off things. Because I didn't know that until today. Um, so, yeah, we'll go with the Texans plus 13, uh, just in case. And then, like I said, Sanders, Devontae, or A.J. Brown touchdown for the Eagles. And then Burkhead, Howard, or, and if Cook stays, maybe him, tuck him in there. Then we go on to the Sunday games, which is Green Bay. Packers versus the Detroit Lions. Sorry, I was just kind of pulling up the Week 9 schedule. Uh, Packers are at a minus 165. Troy is at a plus 140. Over-under for this one is 49. And the spread is plus 3. Sorry, minus 3 to the Packers, plus 3 to the Lions. Um, This is a tough one. Because the Packers have been struggling a little bit. They played decently, I guess, against the Bills, but they have been struggling. And unless they get somebody or something that kind of either helps Aaron Rodgers or helps out that defense uh, in Green Bay, it's looking rough. Um, Now, don't get me wrong. Detroit just traded TJ Hawkinson, like probably one of the better tight ends this year, for some draft picks to the Vikings. So, like, they lost one of their good, like, receiving points. Uh, I'm going to pick Detroit here at plus 140 just because I feel like maybe this boosts DeAndre Swift's, like, stock a lot. Uh, I'm going to take the under of 49, just because I feel like that's a little bit high scoring. Uh, And then I'm going to take the Detroit Lions plus three here, just because I feel like this is a game where Swift could just, like, run all over the place. And don't get me wrong, Hawkinson not being there is tough, but maybe Amon St. Ra is just, like, waiting to explode now, too. So, like, you never know. Sometimes when people go, 
it kind of gives more focus to the other players, and then they have a great game. So I'm going to go with Detroit plus 140. I'm going to go with the under 49. I'm going to take the Lions plus three. And then props here, I'll say Aaron Jones or a Romeo Dobbs uh, touchdown for the Packers, and then Amon St. Brown or Swift for the Lions. I had Hawkinson there, but then I had to switch him out. Um, Next game is the... L.A. Chargers versus the Atlanta Falcons. We got the over-under for this one being 49, and the Chargers are a minus-3 favorite. This one is tough because Atlanta has been playing fairly well. Like, they barely got out of Carolina. So, like, I get that. A lot of people are going to be like, L.A. is a whole different ballgame. Who just want to take a quick drink? But, honestly... The Falcons have been playing pretty dang good. Like, Mariota's been doing all right. Um, My only thing here would be... See, like, I want to pick the Falcons here. I was kind of thinking about it last night. And I think I'm going to end up picking the Chargers. I know, like, they've been been playing... If they don't win this week, this is where I kind of think that I'm going to start knocking their stock down significantly. Because I've already... I feel like I've put them down a couple pegs already from how how much they've been playing. And... They've kind of, like, skated away sometimes. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying they got an easy schedule or anything like that. It has been pretty tough, but there's been games they have definitely should have won and they didn't get it. So it's tough. But I'm going to pick the Chargers minus 165. I'll take an over-under. I'll take the over of 49. I'm going to take the Falcons plus 3 because they've been covering the spread. And if anything, then you get saved on that aspect. So you'll get a 50-50 there. Uh, and then props for this game, I'll say Eckler or a Carter or touchdown. And then for the Falcons, I'll say either Koo field goals over or a Pitts touchdown. Because it's either going to be a game where they get it going and they score touchdowns or Koo's going to be kicking field goals all day. And he kicks a lot of field goals. He's pretty good at it. Um, next game is the Dolphins versus the Chicago Bears. Dolphins are a minus 220 and then the Bears are a plus 180. Over-under for this one is 44. And then the Dolphins are a minus 4.5 on the spread favorite. Uh, This one... So the Bears just got Chase Claypool, right? That would probably mean he's going to be starting against the Dolphins. Do I think that puts a significance in this game? Possibly? But not entirely. I don't think he gets mixed into that offense that quickly. And even if he does, I don't see it being that significant of a change that quick. Like, I don't, like, if it happens that fast and they do even get something out of him this game, then you know that it was crazy good trade. But if it takes him a while to get the train out of the station and then it starts to pick up when it doesn't really matter, then you kind of see that it doesn't. So I'm going to stick with my Dolphins pick here at minus 220. I'm going to take the over of 44 just because I feel like it could be high scoring. Now I definitely think it's high scoring because of that. Um, I'll take the Bears plus 4.5 just to kind of keep it 50-50. Fields has been playing pretty damn good. So, I mean, if he has another game like that and he's getting Chase Claypool now to throw it to, that's kind of wild. So... Props for this game will go either Tyree Kill or a Waddle touchdown, and then Bears, I'll say Fields rushing touchdown or a Herbert touchdown. And if Claypool ends up playing and they throw him in there, you might as well toss something for him too. I'll say that as well. A little live one. 
So, Las Vegas Raiders versus Jags is next game. The Raiders are at a minus 120. Jacksonville is at a plus 100. You would think that the odds for this game, when you hear that, would be completely different. You look at these teams on paper, it's like night and day. But it's not. (laughs) Because they're not playing well. Devontae Adams barely gets targeted. And Jacobs scores a touchdown like once in a blue moon. They just don't know what's going on over there in the Raiders organization, honestly. So Raiders are at a minus 120. The over-under is 48, and the Raiders are a minus one favorite. Um, I'm going to pick the Raiders here at the minus 120. I'll take the under of 48, but then I'm going to pick the Jags plus one just in case because, like, yo, this Raiders team is not good. They're not good. Like, if Denver is, like, low-key kind of putting up a little bit more of a fight than you and, like, maybe has more of a chance than you do, that's sad. Like, Denver is not not it right now, and they're still playing better than you. Like, that's not good. Like, especially with the teams, what they look like on paper, that does not look good. Um, So I'll pick the Raiders minus 120, but this is another one, just like the Chargers. If they lose this game to the Jags, like, I've already, again, I've said this, it's going to be repeating myself, but I've already knocked the Raiders down a few pegs from where they were when they started. And, like, if they lose to the Jags, like, they're going to get knocked down significantly in the stock, I'd say. Um, so, yeah, I'll pick the Raiders. I'm taking the under 48. I'm taking the Jags plus one. And then props, I'm going to go Renfro or a Jacobs touchdown. And then for the Jaguars, I'll say either a Kirk or an NTN uh, junior touchdown. And if that boy Calvin Ridley ends up suiting up and playing, you might want to toss him in there too, considering I just got that notification. Um, all right. Next game is the Indianapolis Colts versus the New England Patriots. Colts are at a plus 205. Pats are at a minus 250. Overrunner for this game is 39 and a half. Um, so here's my thing. I think I'm going to switch my over-under to under. I was going to pick the over of 39.5, but now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know. It might be a 50. I'm going to keep that 50-50 talking about it, but I'm going to pick the under just to kind of like obviously pick one. Um, The Colts are at a plus 205. They're like on a pretty bad roller coaster, but... I feel like when teams do that, they play the Pats, and then it ends up just, like, turning around for them. Um, the Pats had a good game last week. Defensively, offensively, it's still terrible. Mac Jones, I don't know what's going on, but his progression is not where it needs to be. Like, nobody is progressing, progressing this poor kid. Like... And he's getting flamed for it. Everybody's flaming Mac Jones, and it's like, yo, I get it. And the mistakes that he's making, he shouldn't. But you also have to look at who's progressing this kid and why that's not being fixed. Because he's not somebody who's not able to fix those things. But if he's not seeing the way to fix that because someone's not showing him, that's a whole other ball game. And I personally think that coordinator-wise in New England is horrible. Like, that needs to change. Patricia is not an offensive coordinator. He does not know what he's doing. No matter how good certain things go, a run game only gets us so far. And you can only do so much with it. Every time it seems that we start throwing the ball consistently, it's it's just like you're reading a book. 
yeah, maybe some pages catch you, but the second you get to one, you're like, oh, I know what that is, and then boom, three interceptions in a game. It's just, it's baffling to me. That being said, let's get to the pick. I'll pick the Patriots minus 250 here. I'm going to pick the under of 39 and a half. I'm going to take the Colts plus 5.5 because I don't even think a minus 6 to the Pats is anywhere close to happening. And if it does, I'll be happy because I'm a hometown fan. But like I said, I'm not going to be biased in my pick. So I'm going to pick the Colts plus 5.5. We're going to go with the Jonathan Taylor or a Campbell touchdown for the Colts. And then for the Pats, I'm either going to say it's Stevenson or Jacoby Myers touchdown. Next game we got is the Buffalo Bills versus the New York Jets. Jets are at a plus 460. Bills are at a minus 650. Over-under is 47.5. And and the Bills are a minus 13 favorite. So, as I'm just talking about the Pats, let's talk about the Jets. So, this was supposed to be the the Jets' big game, right? They were supposed to shut the Pats down and close that 13-game losing streak out. Or whatever it was. Yeah, 13 because now it's 14. That 13-game losing streak out. Well, what happened? Nothing. Zach Wilson fell apart, per usual, and they collapsed on offense. This is my thing with the Jets. It's okay to be like, oh, don't support us when we're winning, when, like, if you weren't supporting us when we were losing, like, that's all fine, and Danny, you can say whatever you want. But if you're going to have that attitude, you better come out in those games that you need to win and win them. Because, like, some of these games that they've won, it's like, oh, yeah, good job. But, like, the Pats was the game you needed to win. That's a division game. What happened there? Nothing. So it's like, that's a team that you were supposed to easily walk through and it didn't happen. So I think that's just a little bit of overconfidence happening in a too small span of time. It's a good team. They're really good on paper. They're not bad. I'm not saying they're bad even in the slightest. But the overconfidence kind of got a little bit ahead of them, I think. Um, they play the Bills this week. It's another division game. So them losing that one is huge if they can't win this one. so. And then they play the Pats again. Uh, not this week, obviously, but after the bye. So week 11, I believe, because week 10, Pats have a bye. And New York has a bye. And then week 11... We play, yeah, right, yep, yeah, week 11, 1 o'clock in New England, so that's going to be tough, because now they got to play the Bills, and they got to play the Pats again, so if the Pats can win against the Jets again, it's a, it's good, because they got to play the Bills and Miami still, so... Over-under for this one, like I said, is 47.5. I'm going to pick the over just because like, I feel like it could end up being a high-scoring game. I'm going to pick the Bills minus 650. And then props wise, uh, and then I'll pick the Bills minus 13 as well. And then props will go with a Diggs or a Davis touchdown. And then for the Jets, I'll say either a Conklin or a Wilson touchdown. Ooh, excuse me. Next game we have is the Minnesota Vikings versus the Washington Commanders. Vikings are at a minus 178. Commanders are at a plus 150. Over-under for this one is 43.5. And and then the spread is minus 3.5 to the Vikings. Uh, The Vikings just came off a nice win. Um, They beat Arizona 34-26. That was a nice game. Even though DeAndre Hopkins was trying to, like, (laughs) 
wow the whole crowd. I mean, I caught a one-hand grab, like I said before, that was insane. Probably catch of the year if nothing else crazy happens, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, Vikings had a nice game. Commanders just came off a W, too. Um, that was kind of wild as well. I wasn't expecting them to win that game, and they did. So, props to them. Uh, Indy, like I said, Indy is weird like that. Like, they kind of kept it interesting, but then Washington, right at the end of the game, goes right down the field wins it. Wild. Um, I'm going to pick the Vikings here, especially because the Vikings just got TJ Hawkinson. That just makes that team on paper look insane. Dalvin Cook, Jefferson, uh, Thielen, Hawkinson, Irv Smith, freaking you name it. They got bodies. They got bodies. So I'm going to go with the Vikings minus 178. For some reason, I don't think that this is going to be a high scoring game. I'm going to take the under 43 and a half. I'll take the Vikings minus three and a half on the spread. And then for props, we'll go Dalvin Cook or a Jefferson touchdown. And then for the commanders, I'd say McLaurin or a Heineke yards over for uh, throwing. All right. Next game we got is the Seattle Seahawks versus the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals are at a minus 125. Seahawks at a plus 105. Over under for this one is 50. And the spread is plus one and a half to the Seahawks, minus one and a half to the Cards. So the Seahawks are coming off a win. Cards are coming off a loss. I think they feel like, odds-wise, this would be a game where DeAndre Hopkins and the offense starts to click. uh, And it just kind of is like a really high-scoring game. I really like Seattle the last couple weeks. They've been playing crazy, crazy good. And, like, Geno Smith, man. Geno Smith. 212 yards. 212 yards. How many touchdowns? Two TDs. 23 for 20. I mean, 23 for 34. Like, what else do you need? Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf. Like, fun. Crazy, man. Crazy. Um, I'm taking the Seahawks at a plus 105. Uh, the over-under is 50. I'm going to take the over because I feel like these both of these teams can score a lot of points. Uh, I'm going to take the Seahawks plus one and a half because, like I said, I got a lot I got a lot of faith in that team. Uh, and then I'll go props-wise, Walker the third or a Lockett TD for the Seahawks. And then Cardinals, I'll say either a Hopkins or an Ertz touchdown. Next page, continuing, we got the L.A. Rams. Versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Rams are at a plus 135. Bucks are at a minus 160. Uh, the over-under for this one is 42.5. And, and the Buccaneers are a minus 3 favorite. This is another one where Tampa Bay is coming off a loss. LA is coming off a loss as well. But the thing is, is I think I have a little bit more faith in LA winning this game than Tampa. Like, Tampa does not put like as many points on the board as they used to and the defense man the defense is not there like they be getting diced it's not happening and they have a lot of injuries right now which is affecting them and it's something that you definitely need to take into account but it doesn't really matter when it comes up to when you're playing on the week so you kind of have to take that into consideration so bucks minus 160 i'm gonna take the rams plus 135 here uh, I'm going to take the over of 42.5, and, and then I'll take the Rams plus 3. Um, if the Rams lose this week against the Bucks, this is another team where it's just like, here we go, top them down a couple pegs stock-wise, because like, you should be beating the Bucks. 
especially at where they are right now. You probably should have beat San Francisco last week, but San Francisco had a really, really good week, and they're starting to click, so they you might slide if you can beat the Bucks. But, like, if you can't beat the Bucks, that's bad. Um, so I'm going to go with the Rams here. I'll take the risk. I'll take them plus three. And then props, I'll go either Scourneck or a Higby touchdown. And then Tampa Bay, I'll say Fournette or an Evans touchdown. Next game is the Tennessee Titans versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs are at a minus 650. Titans at a plus 460. Uh, the over-under for this one is 46.5. And, and the uh, spread is minus 12.5 to the Chiefs. So... I got the Kansas City Chiefs minus 650 here, but this is another one. It's almost like the Eagles and, like, the Bills odds. If you throw, like, something small on those games, you still would make something out of it even if something goes wrong. So, like, it's easy to think, like, oh, put it on the the major favorite. But anything can happen. Like, what if Derrick Henry runs for three touchdowns? You never know. So, like, don't toss it all into one basket. I'm just going to say that one more time. Okay, so now I'm going to say Kansas City Chiefs minus 650 is my pick. I'm going to take the over of 46.5. I'm going to take the Titans plus 12.5 here just because I feel like that's where it might lean a little bit. Kansas City might just run away with it. But if Tennessee does keep it interesting, you might want to pick that plus 12.5. Props-wise for this one, I'm going to go with a Derrick Henry or a Woods touchdown. And then Kansas City, I'd say Edwards Hilaire or a Kelsey touchdown. And then we're on to the last game. Monday Night Football, 11-7. Baltimore Ravens versus the New Orleans Saints. The Ravens are at a minus 155. New Orleans Saints are at a plus 130. Uh, The over-under for this one is 48. And the Ravens are a minus 3 spread favorite. So now we got a little bit of a 50-50 ball rolling down the lane. In my personal opinion, I'd say. Uh, I'm going to pick the Ravens here just because they did end up getting Roquan Smith from the Bears, so maybe that helps them defensively, and that's kind of where it's been a big issue because the offense has been getting it done. There has been issues with the offense a little bit, but they've been getting it done, so I would say if they add more stuff to the defense, it definitely helps. There's a lot of people making memes like, Lamar Jackson seeing them sign Rokon Smith when he's never had a number one receiver, which is true. I'm not disagreeing, and that's really funny, but I also think like they definitely want to see more efficiency defensively so that they can have efficiency on offense. Um, so I'll pick the Ravens minus 155 here, but it is a 50-50 ball, so I might have one with the Saints plus 130. Uh, I'm going to go with under 48 just because I feel like both of these teams might like defensively have good games. I'll go with plus three to the Saints just in case, like I said. And then for props, we're going to go with a Lamar rush touchdown or an Edwards touchdown. And then for the Saints, I'd say either a Kamara touchdown or or an Olave touchdown. And then honestly, you can always almost guarantee to mix in a Taysom Hill touchdown if you want because he's just randomly scores. And that right there is the last game of the week. Last week, I put up a question uh, up at the end of the episode and it was on my Spotify one and I'll have one up for this week as well. Um, I had one answer for that one and it was, uh, the question was who was like, 
Um, sorry, I'm trying to think of it. Uh, who has the most chance to, like, struggle? Like, which of these teams is going to be more concerned, should we be more concerned about going forward? Uh, and it was Green Bay, Tampa Bay, New England, and the Chargers. So, my personal opinion, because I like to give these answers after the week so that you guys kind of get mine, and then I'll get, I get yours too. My opinion on this one for teams to worry about would have been, right now, I'm going to say Tampa Bay is probably the biggest concern. Because they lost to Carolina, they just lost to Baltimore, and it's just, it's not looking good, like, team-wise. Like, you look at Green Bay, and yeah, like, they're definitely a team you would be concerned with going down the road, but, like, you look at the squad and you're like, well, what do you really expect? Tampa Bay, you expect more. Like, even the Chargers would kind of be, like, a mix with me in that one, because the Chargers, it's the same thing. You would expect more, but they're just losing games for no reason. New England was in the mix. That's what um, Tatiana did pick. She picked New England as the team to worry about. Um, and I can what I'm what I do is usually is like when someone picks something, uh, I kind of like to see where they're coming from. So I can see where she would say that because even with the Jets' win, you still saw a lot of struggles this week. Um, I say a win is a huge issue on the line. Uh, offensive playbook issues is terrible. I don't know how Bailey Zappi's getting better ran plays than um, Mac Jones is, but that doesn't make any sense. So I can understand New England being a pick for most concerning for that week. Um, the question for this week, and I'm hoping to get a few more answers this week, so make sure you guys, if you're on Spotify or whatever you're using, make sure you look around for that question. You just type in your answer, and um, then I can see it on my thing, and then I'll bring it up on my channel so we can talk about it. Um, the question for the week, and it will be written as well so you don't have to play this back, um, is going to be which trade uh, will benefit from the trades that happened today? Or like this week, I'd say, which team will benefit from the trades that have been made? Uh, so I'm going to say... Christian McCaffrey to the 49ers is an option. Uh, Roquan Smith to the Ravens. Hawkinson to the Vikings. Claypool to the Bears. Or Bradley Chubb to the Dolphins. Um, Let's see if anything else has happened while we were doing this podcast. Because if there's any other interesting ones that I can mix in here instead, uh, I'll do it. I don't see any. I think... The Calvin Ridley one. I think I'll mix Calvin Ridley in there just because maybe, like, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, let's put Calvin Ridley in there. Why not? Um, Calvin Ridley to the Jags. But, yeah, I want to know what you guys think about that. Uh, like, what, t- what team is going to benefit more from the trade that they got? Uh, I'll let you all know what I think next week. Make sure you answer that question at the end. So I can put you in next week's episode. Like I'll shout, I'll put your name. If you don't want me to put your name, I won't. But if you want me to put your name, and then I can put what you said, and then I'll talk about it, and I'll list whatever you want me to talk about. So make sure you get your answers in. Uh, I'll make sure to have all these listed and stuff like that, so you can look at it. Um, I hope everybody had a good Halloween. Again, everybody have a good week, safe week. It's week nine. Like I said, it's it's about to be week ten, and we're almost at Thanksgiving. It's getting wild. 
I don't know what's going to happen. Like, I'm really excited with this season. It's it's like, there's a lot of favorites, but then, like, the middle pack is just such a toss-up. I love when it's like this. So, everybody have a good week. Y'all stay safe. Be good. Peace.